All right, welcome everyone. Here we are in 2016. It's January 8th, 2016, and this is Christy Balsells, the Executive Director of Mito Action Speaking. I want to welcome everyone to join us today for our 2016 annual Mito Town Meeting. This is actually the fifth annual Mito Town Meeting, so how exciting to be doing this for the fifth year this year. And every year we see the agenda grow and it's so exciting to see that this year I had to squeeze just a couple minutes for each speaker, and we still are probably going to go past 2 o'clock because we have so many exciting organizations, individuals, advocates, companies, physicians to hear from. So it's really a wonderful thing to look back and reflect on how the community has grown and Patients, if you're joining us, and families and caregivers today, uh, a very warm welcome to you. This this purpose of this call today is really to inform you, to get you excited about all the work that's being done in the world of mitochondrial medicine and to help you feel connected so that you can be a part of this important community and be a part of all the activities that are happening really across the globe in the field of mitochondrial medicine. So if you're just joining us, welcome again. This is Christy Balsell speaking. Speakers, as you join us, I'll remind you that you can use star six to mute and unmute your lines, and we'll be plowing our way right through the agenda um, momentarily. I'll briefly introduce myself, and then we'll just get started with our agenda. As I mentioned, we have lots of people to get started to hear from. So again, this is Christy Balsell speaking. I'm the Executive Director of MitoAction and also a nurse and a public health um, focus. And I, most importantly, have a little girl who has mitochondrial disease. My daughter, Ava, is 11 and has Lee's disease. And um, I feel so blessed that she has outlived her prognosis and is doing better than, you know, any of us expected, but also will candidly share that it's not easy having a child with mitochondrial disease. Um, there are a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of, you know, behind-the-scenes advocacy that happens that every caregiver, parent, adult patient on this call can appreciate. So um, I walk the walk with you and appreciate how important it is to have this community coming together. We have such an exciting agenda today, really with um, a number of people from all around the globe calling in today to give an update about the work that they're doing in the field of mitochondrial medicine or mitochondrial disease or patient advocacy. So it's going to be really exciting to hear this. Today's call is being recorded, and so you can catch up on that, as well as all of our other calls if you go to mitoaction.org backslash podcasts, podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. So without further ado, I am going to go ahead and dive in and get us started. So bear with me as we go through our busy agenda, and, and here we go. So Philip Borden is the president of MitoAction, and Philip, I'm going to allow you to take a minute and introduce yourself and get us started. Great. Thanks, Christy. Can, can you hear me, Christy? We can hear you. Super. Go ahead. Great. Well, th thanks again, uh, and thanks for everyone for coming on the call. We're incredibly excited about this being the, the fifth year of having our our kickoff uh, kickoff call for the year, the town meeting, and uh, it's just incredibly exciting to see all of the growth that we've had as, a, as an organization over the over the years, uh, and, and there's more exciting things to come. Uh, my name is Philip Borden. Um, I am president of the board for MitoAction, and I've been involved with the organization, organization now for about seven years, and the last three or four of which uh, I've served as um, 
uh, board board president. Uh, in my day-to-day -day life, I'm, I am a healthcare investor, um, but I got involved with Mito Action um, approximately again about seven years ago because my wife uh, was diagnosed with mitochondrial disease uh, shortly after we were married. So she was diagnosed about ten years ago. Uh, at this point, after having lots of symptoms all throughout all throughout her life, but uh, going through the, the struggle of of uh, developing a, a, a diagnosis, um, we uh, we were uh, we used MyoAction as a as a great resource when we didn't know anything about what mitochondrial disease was, and uh, that's uh, how we got involved with the organization. And, and thank Christy and all of the all the great people at MitoAction for helping us through through that period of time. So Christy's family represents the uh, the the, the um, uh, child patients with uh, mitochondrial disease, and uh, I have a, a family member with who, who represents the adult community. So mito kind of spans the spans the the the, the age the age spectrum. Um, what I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, just briefly is um, what attracted me to mito action in the first place, which is its focus on patients. Um, other organizations that are out there are focused on research and other aspects of mitochondrial disease. That's great, and we're uh, appreciative and supportive of that. Um, but what, what made me so uh, attracted to, to MitoAction and, and the mission of MitoAction is the patient focus that, uh, that MitoAction has. Uh, it's increasingly important to have that patient focus as, as the disease develops and, and we have new diagnostic tests that are out there, new therapies that are emer emerging, having that patient um, perspective and being the voice and advocates for the patients and, and their families, uh, it's a really powerful resource. And, and uh, that has always been MitoAction's strength, and it's, and it's an area that we're going to continue to focus on in 2016 and beyond, developing that patient um, uh, patient resources and developing um, uh, a community of, of, of patients and families to help uh, educate, support, and advocate for uh, for the for the community. So we're really excited about this year and all of the new um, initiatives and activities that we're uh, we're embarking on. Um, but at the same time, we want to keep that core of being patient focused uh, and keeping the family and patients at the very center of all of our uh, activities. So thanks everyone again for for joining us today. We've got a great agenda and really excited about uh, about all the things we're going to be doing in in 2016 with keeping the patients and the families uh, in the very center. Thank you so much, Philip. Appreciate uh, your words of support and encouragement for our community. So we're going to hear from some of the folks at Mito Action first, and then we're just going to have the opportunity to hear from more organizations. And speakers, I'll remind you that when you're not speaking, you, we'd love for you to stay on the call, but you can use your own mute button or star six to mute and unmute your line. That's just going to help us keep our call quality with so many people uh, lined up to talk. So Mary Beth Hollinger is a, a wonderful volunteer and resource for MitoAction. Many of you might have spoken to her through our Mito411 patient support hotline. Mary Beth, are you with us? Yes, I am, Christy. Hi, Mary Beth. Go ahead and tell us about Mito411 and the support groups. I will. Thank you. It's really my pleasure to be here. Uh, as Chrissy said, my name is Mary Beth Hollinger, and as a pediatric nurse with day-to-day -day experience with Mito, I have really found my home as a coordinator of the Mito 411 program and as a moderator for Mito Action Support Group. Mito 411 volunteers offer live one-to-one -one support, education, advocacy, and a unique camaraderie formed through the tie with mitochondrial disease. Families either call the 188 Mito 411 number or email Mito 411 to request 
support. In 2015, we logged over 380 calls and emails on a wide variety of topics. We never know what the next call may bring, but the calls end the same way with two people finding common ground and moving forward together instead of standing alone. Volunteers are truly the heart of MITO411, and all volunteers undergo a training, and they're offered support and resources even when they're taking calls, even if it's years later. Um, anyone with compassion and time to return calls can become a volunteer. In fact, I'm holding a training session later this month. Um, MITO Action also offers the toll-free teleconference support group in this same time slot, Fridays at noon. Uh, we work very much like other support groups except for travel time, parking, traffic, packing up the kids, and the germs have all been eliminated. <laughs> you just call in and we're here for you. Uh, we glimpse insights of MitoCare from all areas of the country and share how we cope and actually live with this disease. Um, you can click Find a Support Group link on Mito Action's homepage, the top left corner, for more information. Thank you, Christy and Mito Action, for allowing me to share my passion for helping families. And to all interested in volunteering and programs that speak to the heart of Mito Action, please email me at mito411 at mitoaction.org. Great. Thank you so much, Mary Beth. We really do appreciate you also. And next, we're going to hear from Ginger. And Ginger also is someone who many of you may have interacted with on our social media or when you've reached out for support. Ginger, are you with us? Ginger, are you with us? Okay, she may be figuring out her mute button, so I'll jump ahead. Shawnee is our events manager, and she is going to talk to us about how you can be involved in having your own event. Shawnee, are you with us? I am. Hi, Christy. Hi. Go ahead, Shawnee. So, hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. As Christy said, I'm Shawnee Lamb. I'm Mito Action's event and program manager. Um, this upcoming year, we're actually looking for people who are interested in hosting a 5K in their community. We're trying to bring 5Ks across the United States to spread some awareness. Um, we love people who engage within your community because you may not know, other people may not know about this disease. So it, like I said, it's definitely a great way to spread awareness. We will help you with all of the organize, <clears throat> organizing for this event by providing all the materials, online registration, and of course, the pre and post support. So if you're interested in spreading awareness by hosting a 5K or of course have any other ideas for your community, please email me at Shawnee at mitoaction.org. That's S-H-A-W-N-E-Y at mitoaction.org or read more about our events at mitoaction.org slash events. Um, thank you, Christy, and everyone else who is joining us on this call, and I look forward to working with you all in 2016. Wonderful, and I do encourage you guys to reach out to Shawnee. It's a great way to raise awareness and um, have people in your community who would know nothing about mitochondrial disease come out and, and learn a little bit also. I'm going to give Ginger another minute to get on, and I'm going to go ahead and go to Julie, who is a wonderful volunteer and patient advocate for MitoAction and for the mitochondrial disease community. Julie, are you with us? Hi, Julie, are you with us? Okay, we've, we'll, we'll just keep on going. Okay, we can hear you now. Hi, Julie. Go ahead. Oh, hi there. Hi, hi there. Um, hey, thank you, Christy. Um, hi, everyone. I am Julie Gertzi. I'm a nurse, and I've been wearing many hats as a volunteer within MitoAction for a few years now. But today, I would like to talk about MitoAction New England, a group that's coordinating 
coordinated with purpose of bringing support and education about MITRE to those in the area. I'm excited to tell you that MITRE New England became MITRE Action New England in 2015 and is being sponsored by Acton Pharmacy. With the, and with this new partnership, MNE is expanding to offer even more great resources. Although usually held in South Attleboro, Mass., we are now organizing events in other states as a way to reach more patients and families who would like to make connections. M&E has offered some great meetings in the past with speakers from organizations such as Make-A-Wish, Icing Smiles, Hole in the Wall Gang Camp, an attorney, Mito Docs, and a lot more, and we hope to continue to bring more of these wonderful opportunities to the Mito community in 2016. Please join us January 30th when we are visited by Teresa Couture, who is the original founder of Mito Action. In April, we have an awesome talk planned with Saadino of Acton Pharmacy. And there's lots more to come, so please watch for your email for meeting details. We're always open to suggestions, and if you have ideas or questions, please always email me anytime to julie at mitoaction.org. Everyone is welcome to an M&E meeting, and we hope to see you there. Thank you, everybody. Awesome. Thanks so much, Julie. And I'm really excited about the events we have planned in 2016 for MitoAction New England. So do encourage you guys in New England area to keep watch for that. Okay, I'm going to try Ginger again. Ginger, are you with us? I am. Can you hear me now? We can hear you now. Go oh. ahead. <laughs> Excellent. Sorry about that, guy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ginger DeShani, MitoAction's Director of Operations and Support. We've got a couple easy, fun programs for which we seek volunteers. Um, a great way to get in-person support is through a Mito Patient Family Social. We're always looking for people to host these laid-back, casual gatherings that allow Mito families to meet in person, give and get support, and realize they're not alone on this journey. Hosting is really easy, and I will help you every step of the way. For more information or to get started, email me at support at mitoaction.org. Another fun way to make an impact in the community is by hosting a restaurant night. A portion of the proceeds from your restaurant, restaurant night will be donated to Mito Action. California Pizza Kitchen, Uno, and Not Your Average Joe's are just a few of the restaurants that host these nights. It takes just a phone call or a visit to the restaurant to set it up. Email me at support at mitoaction.org to get started. It's really fun. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Ginger. Appreciate that and uh, your opportunity to help people to have events and little awareness activities in their community and all you do to support the patients. Christine, are you with us to talk about advocacy in 2016? I am, Christy. Hi. Hi um, welcome. Thank you. As uh, Christy mentioned, I am Christine Cox the Director of Outreach and Advocacy for MitoAction, and I'm really excited about our upcoming advocacy offerings for 2016. Our big focus this year is going to be on expanding the advocacy section of our website. Um, we get a lot of questions about insurance and legal issues, and we're going to be expanding our resources there, so keep an eye out for that. We're also going to be doing more in our advocacy podcast series. We've had wonderful podcasts with Massachusetts attorneys Annette Hines, and we're going to be doing a few more topics with her and adding some other speakers as well. And lastly, we will be continuing our work on the Massachusetts Mito Cocktail Bill. If you are a resident of Massachusetts and are interested in working on this legislation, or if you actually have any other advocacy-related questions, please don't hesitate to email me. My email address is outreach at mitoaction.org. 
Thanks so much, Christy. Thank you, Christine, and uh, all that you do to help patients with the many areas of advocacy throughout the year. Susan is going to talk to us about our major events in 2016. Susan, are you with us? I am. Hello, everybody, and Happy New Year. As we head into the new year, we are already actively planning our kind of two staple fundraising events um, that happened in Boston on May 7th, 2016 at the Mandarin Oriental um, in Boston, Mass. We will be hosting our Sandra K. Russell Derby Day benefit. This truly is the most unique and exciting fundraiser. Uh, it's a great time for friends, family to come out and really just celebrate being um, supporters of Mito Action and getting to take in the Kentucky Derby, which is a fun event that seems to be growing in popularity. So it's ironic that Mito Action started this wonderful event in honor of Sandra K. Russell uh, seven years ago because she used to host a Kentucky Derby party at her house, and this has become a staple fundraising event for the organization, and long before the Kentucky Derby was so popular in the mainstream, she was already on to something, and so we are really fortunate to have this really unique fundraiser uh, each year, so save the date. It is May 7th. Also, we are already working on our family and community walk and uh 5K awareness event that takes place in September in Boston. We are hopeful that we will be hosting it on Sunday, September 18th, and we will be confirming that date within the next couple of days. We are just waiting on our friends at the Boston uh, Parks Permitting Department that allows us to actually host this wonderful event. This is a waterfront family fun day to really bring the Mito community together. It's also the opportunity for patients and families to spread awareness, uh, raise funds, and um, get involved by forming teams with those that support them, whether it's their friends, their families, their caretakers, their uh, colleagues, and everyone can come together and really spend the day with um, other people from the Mito community, and it's a great time to really take the moment to meet the people that sponsor Mito Action and see what they can bring to the patient community and see all of the support that they offer, not just on the day of the event, but throughout the year and how they can really benefit Mito patients. So again, that will be in September in Boston, and we are really looking forward to everybody uh, coming together with their spirit gear and building the biggest teams and people that train for the race and those that do our waterfront, waterfront walk and roll. And we look forward to seeing you at these two events. And anytime you have other ideas, want to connect with us, uh, feel free to email me at events at mitoaction.org. Thank you very much and have a great new year.
Thank you, Susan. So let's move right along, and next we're going to hear from our friends at UMDF, and Cliff Korski is representing UMDF. Cliff, are you with us? I am, Christy. Thanks for having us. My name is Cliff Gorski. I'm the Director of Communications at UMDF. And right out of the box, I want to tell you about some upcoming regional meetings we have planned, two very important symposia for patients, families, and clinicians and medical uh, officials. First will be Wednesday, February 12th and 13th. This is going to occur at Children's Memorial Hermann Hospital in Houston. They're our partners, uh, University of Texas Health Science Center. Um, the session on Friday is typically education for the scientific and medical community. And then on Saturday, February 13th, that will be a day for patients and families. The following weekend, we're offering the same thing in Raleigh-Durham, and this will happen at Duke University School of Medicine in Durham. Again, Friday and half-day Saturday for clinicians and physicians, Saturday the 20th for patients and families. Um, we are planning another regional symposia in the Great Lakes area, May 20th and 21st at Mayo Clinic at the St. Mary's campus. And if anyone is interested in any of those, you can register for any of these at umdf.org under our patient support drop-down menu, uh, and then just click on regional symposia. Moving forward to summer, mitochondrial medicine, our, our national symposium, that's going to be in Seattle this year. We have partnered with Seattle Children's Hospital to present. Scientific meetings will be June 15th through the 18th, the family session June 17th and 18th. Also, our LHON community will hold their annual meeting during that time in June, and they will participate. And we'll be announcing the scholarship applications and a special hotel grant for a one-night stay, which is being generously provided by RIATA. Registration is now open. Um, you can go to umdf.org slash symposium. want to also bring you up to date on some of our grand rounds. As you know, we bring uh, doctors into hospitals to educate physicians and, and uh, about mitochondrial disease. We call it grand rounds. Next month, those are going to be offered at Cook Children's Hospital in Houston with Dr. Bruce Cohen and then at the UT Southwestern Medical Center in Dallas with Dr. Tyler Reimschizzle. Coupled with those meetings are always family meetings in those communities, so we bring those doctors into those communities so that patients and families can meet with them and ask questions. Um, I think last year we did 20 family meetings around the countries for patients and families and 15 grand rounds. Continuing with patient education and support, um, we continue to get questions every day, you know, in addition to the phone calls to ask the MitoDoc or ask the MitoDoc feature. And, Many of those questions and answers are always posted online or in our newsletter, and new this year we developed Mito on Call. Now this is a feature that is geared towards clinicians and physicians and medical experts, and we want them to have the ability, if they see a patient and they don't know what they're seeing, to ask a question or pose an issue. Um, those questions are then sent out to more than 20 experts in the field, and a very prompt answer is returned physician to physician. We are working with the Mitochondrial Medicine Society on this endeavor, and we have collateral available, so if patients want to pass this out to their docs, they can, they can pass that out. Just call the office, and we'd be happy to send some of those out to you. Um, also, the Mitochondrial Disease Community Registry continues. We've got about 1,100 patients, caregivers, and family members signed up. This is not a UMDF thing. This is a community registry, so we need everyone to participate to provide and share information that will help 
the development of treatments and cures. Um, that is up and running, and it, it's also available on the UMDF website. Um, it's, it's privacy assured, so nobody knows anything. It's all confidential. Just two other things. 2016 is the UMDF's 20th anniversary, and we'll be rolling out some new things in April, which is our birthday month. Spring, of course, brings around our Energy for Life walks across the country in the fall as well. And, again, if you'd like to participate, go to energyforlifewalk.org. And, finally, it's another piece of great news for our entire community. In June, we had the Day on the Hill in D.C., we had representation from Mito Action, Mito Hope and Help, Mito Canada, our LHON members. And one of the asks was to keep mitochondrial disease listed in the Department of Defense peer-reviewed medical research program. And because of our entire community's efforts, this has paid off. It has been listed, and we're lucky because some diseases were cut from the program. And I'm also pleased to tell you that we recruited patients and family members from the entire community across the board don't know who they are because, again, that's confidential, but many were asked to serve on this advisory board that will look at various research proposals from a patient's perspective. And DOD was incredibly pleased with the response of our community, and I think that's one of the reasons why we were all able to secure this very important extra pot of research dollars for our scientists and researchers. So uh, congratulations to all of you. And in closing, um, Thank you all for everything you do for the patient community. Christy, as always, thank you and everyone at Mito Action for including us in this meeting. It's always a pleasure working with you, and I wish you all a happy and healthy new year. Thank you so much, Cliff, for joining us today and for all that UMDF does to drive the field of mitochondrial medicine forward for all of us. We really appreciate thank your efforts. Thank you. All right, next up, we're going to hear from Dr. Mark Corson, who has a new endeavor this year, the Genetic Metabolic Institute. Mark, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi, welcome. Thank you so much, Christy, and Happy New Year to all. Um, and, I, and I want to thank you for this opportunity. Um, so I, I am Mark Corson, and uh, I am Medical Director at the Genetic Metabolic Center for Education. Um, until, last, until November of 2014, I was actually... Um, I had been uh, a director of the metabolic clinic at Children's Hospital in Boston and then uh, at Tufts Medical Center. And I, I left clinical medicine um, really to, uh, because to address two major problems. One, the fact that there's simply not enough clinicians uh, in the area to treat patients with metabolic and mitochondrial disease. And two, the, just the lack of training about metabolic and mitochondrial disease in medicine today. And so um, the center, or GMCE, um, really is doing two major things. One, we offer a, a consultation and clinical support service where um, uh, board-certified uh, metabolic uh, doctors and dietitians are available to assist physicians in diagnosing and managing their, um, their patients. Um, recognizing that there are a lot of physicians out there managing uh, metabolic and mitochondrial patients who have no formal training. This is done by contract. Uh, we provide um, we cater our services to assist um, any way we can um, according to the need of the client, and we um, provide emergency access as well. We also provide educational programming, and our educational materials are very clinical, they're very practical, they're very case-oriented, and they're really directed to the, uh, to, to the specialist. And so we just started 
Um, right now, we're working on our neonatology or newborn medicine um, educational programming. This coming year, we'll be um, um, targeting pediatric neurology, pediatric intensive and critical care, and moving on to pediatric gastroenterology as well. And what our programming involves are live conferences, um, more directed to physicians in practice who attend conferences. We're also developing online training modules. Um, so online versions of some of the um, um, sessions that we have at the live conferences, plus more. Plus we have uh, patient presentations that um, online trainees will get to see plus key literature references and, and a self-assessment program as well. Um, what we hope is that um, we will attract more and more trainees who will be able to do an online mini-metabolic uh, mitochondrial fellowship um, as part of their training. Um, we are also developing a patient, uh, a library of patient presentations, patients and family members talking about um, their metabolic and mitochondrial disease, uh, and that will infuse all of our educational programming uh, because we believe that um, a doctor is much more likely to recognize a disease if he or she has seen one, has seen it before. And so it's important that patients have a, a face and a voice uh, as part of this process. The last uh, component is something unique to mitochondrial disease. Even though most of our educational programming is really symptom-based because that's how patients present, um, we are developing an um, a, a online training module around mitochondrial disease because of the controversy and because of the lack of awareness about energy disorders. We're gonna be doing this in conjunction with the Mitochondrial Medicine Society. Um, and that will be really at this point the only disease-oriented module that we'll have going. And that will be included in all specialty uh, training modules because of the multi-system nature of mitochondrial disease. So that's that's a summary. Um, so I encourage you to learn more about us and ask how you can get involved. You can find us at www.geneticmetabolic.com. Genetic metabolic is an all one word. And um, I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Corson. So great to hear your voice, and I know a lot of people have missed seeing you as their physician, so it's exciting to hear the new adventures that you're having now. I'm pleased next to ask our friends from Mito Canada to share a little bit of their news and updates, their new executive director, who is a delightful person and a wonderful advocate for Canadian patients and families. Maureen, are you with us? Yes, I am. Can you hear me okay? Yes, go ahead. Great. Well, thanks very much, Christy, for this opportunity, and um, greetings to everybody from Canada. Uh, for those that don't know Mito Canada, we are Canada's only organization focused on mitochondrial disease, so we have a, um, a big mandate um, in front of us. So what I'm going to do is just highlight a couple of the milestones from this past year and talk a little bit about what we've got happening um, in 2016. So we had some significant changes in both the leadership uh, at a governance level and at the staff level in 2015. In September, we made that uh, transition from a founding board to a skill-based board, and we have a very talented group in place now on the board, uh, and I'm pleased to say we have representation from both the pediatric and adult communities, uh, which is, was an important part in terms of our recruitment process. We've got others 
on board as well in terms of uh, people with health system knowledge, finance experience, and we've also uh, been able to recruit a, uh, an expert with a research background, um, and that's Dr. Ben Albenzi, and I think he may be on the call today. So uh, we're really pleased to have him on board. One of the other major milestones that's particularly uh, of interest to me was as of December 1st, our staff grew from one <laughs> to 1.6 full-time equivalent. So I'm pretty excited to have, uh, have some additional help uh, in the organization. The other exciting piece that we're going to be working on moving forward this year, we've had a tremendous response from volunteers, people that have expressed interest in, in uh, bringing their skills to the table and helping us out. So we will be looking at how we best harness all that talent moving forward. One of the other um, exciting things that happened this year was the uh, Mito Canada uh, board recognizing the importance of us looking at the entire spectrum of disease. And so um, a lot of our work moving forward will be looking at outreach to other advocacy groups where there's evidence of mitochondrial dysfunction. Uh, we think this is a really unique opportunity to educate a much broader audience and engage many, many more people and leverage possibly others' resources as well. We made some announcements late last year in terms of some exciting new partnerships that we're involved in. Uh, one of them is a partnership Mito Canada has now with the Canadian Inherited Metabolic Disease Research Network. And we are in the midst of our first ever study of clinical practice for mitochondrial disease in Canada. This is enormously important in terms of um, our research agenda moving forward. Clinics and clinicians across Canada are involved in this process, and we are anticipating the, to, to be in a position to present preliminary results at the Garrod Symposium um, in uh, May, I believe. And speaking of Garrod, the symposium, it's a, it's a major inherited metabolic symposium here in Canada, uh, and we're really very pleased to have Dr. Mark Tarnopolsky, who will be representing Mito Canada and speaking to mitochondrial disorders and innovative therapies. So uh, there's a, a fairly significant theme throughout the Garrett Symposium this year around mitochondrial disease, and we're really excited about that. One of the other um, partnerships that uh, that was uh, began late last year and we are working hard on, and that is a partnership with McKesson Health, uh, which is going to allow Canadian patients to have access to an online portal to manage their disease. And this is part of McKesson Canada's Relay Health solution. It's uh, uh, using electronic health records, so we're, we're pretty excited about that. There are many other partnerships that we're currently working on, and uh, partnerships are very important to us in terms of how we're going to grow and expand. Uh, one of the things that we are going to be focusing some attention on this year as well is taking advantage of some of the Canadian government opportunities that have uh, been created in the last several years around clinical trials. And so we're actively going to be seeking out opportunities there for, for the uh, MITO community. In terms of the year ahead, uh, we are also, as a priority, redesigning our support offerings so we can be much more responsive. Uh, we uncovered some real deficiencies in, in terms of how the support had been offered in the past, and uh, we're actually looking uh, to, to try and mirror much of uh, how MitoAction has been able to provide help and support with the um, 
with the help of uh, people with pediatric nursing backgrounds. So we're, we're looking at that as well. And we're also looking at best practices elsewhere and seeing how we can, how we can improve our response there. Another big part of what we're doing this year is re rebooting Team Mito. And for those that aren't familiar with Team Mito, it is a, well, it is the major fundraising vehicle for Mito Canada and has been since Mito Canada came into existence about five years ago. We don't get any government funding at this point in time, and that's certainly something that I'm hoping to work on in the future. But Team Mito has probably raised close to a million dollars for Mito Canada since it started. So it's an important part of our um, enterprise, and uh, we're in the process of, of, of giving that a reboot. So we're pretty excited about that. Uh, the other major thing that we're going to be moving on this year is making Mito Canada truly a national organization. And we're looking to how best that we can engage with the various regions of Canada and making sure that we can be more effective in, in what we can help with um, at a regional level. Part of that will be uh, starting the process of relationship building with local governments so that uh, we're in a good position to advance our advocacy efforts. Um, and clearly there are some variations across the country in terms of access and coverage of supplements and services, and we are, we're going to see how we can move the needle on that. I'm really, really very pleased, and I want to thank Christy and, and her entire team. Um, we, we've been working together on a couple of ideas about how we want to work together, possibly on an initiative that would be uh, engaging patients as partners, so I'm very pleased about that. Um, and lastly, we, are, we want to build on a great uh, response we got from our Awareness Week Illumination Project last September. Uh, we were just uh, amazed at the global response we got on that in, from an awareness perspective. And so we're going to be working on that um, with other organizations around the world. Um, and hopefully, whether it's this year or, the, or next year, looking at whether we can set a new Guinness World Record around that. So that's it from Mito Canada. And again, thanks very much, uh, uh, Christy and your team, and um, I look forward to hearing from others. Wonderful. Thank you, Maureen. Exciting to have such active partners uh, north of the border there. So um, looking forward to seeing all the great things that you guys are doing. Next, I'd like to hear from, uh, we're going just a little south from to, of the border to New York, but uh, from Mito Hope and Help, and Cheryl Clow will be talking today. Cheryl, are you with us? I'm with you. Okay, great. Go ahead. Thank you, Christy, for um, allowing us this opportunity to speak today. My name is Cheryl Clow. I'm a nurse taking care of patients with mitochondrial disease, pediatrics, and adults in upstate New York. I am representing Mito Hope and Help today since the foundress, Catherine LaFond Evans, was not able to be with us today. I have worked with Mito Hope and Help since its inception in September of 2010. In 2016, besides continuing to provide advocacy and support to Mito patients and their families, who are primarily located in but not limited to upstate New York, we have a few exciting projects we'd like to mention and extend an invitation to others for collaboration on. In the next month or so, John Dorflinger, CEO and founder of the Saratoga Film Academy, will be announcing a crowdfunding campaign to assist us with the cost of producing a full-length mitochondrial disease documentary. During Mito Hope and Help's 2015 Mito Symposium, the movie trailer for the documentary titled, This is Mito, 
debuted. The video trailer can now be viewed at YouTube.com. We are pleased and excited to have Mito Action collaborating with us on this project, which will touch upon all aspects associated with mitochondrial disease. We're hoping to interview and film representatives from Mito Action, leading researchers, physicians, and pharmaceutical companies who are focused on mitochondrial disease. It is our sincere hope that this endeavor will change the status quo, improving Mito patient care while also bringing a heightened recognition of mitochondrial diseases to all sectors of our communities. Mito Hope and Help has been working on creating a mitochondrial liaison program for the past few years now, and we are currently in the process of finalizing details on this project. In the near future, we hope to offer local Mito patients who either don't have a primary care physician or one who is not able to address mitochondrial-related issues a trained healthcare professional to bridge the gap between the mito specialist, primary care providers, and other specialists involved in day-to-day -day care. The mito liaison is an internal medicine physician and with the help of an RN, will be available on a daily basis to address and coordinate patient care. The MD and the RN will be trained by and receive ongoing guidance, support, and input from Dr. Adam, Darius Adams, as well as myself. Dr. Tony Sturm is already familiar with mitochondrial patient care to some degree and has shown a very strong level of commitment to this project and mito patients in general. Dr. Sturm and the RN will make regular house calls in addition to being available at a clinic site for scheduled appointments and as needed for consults, coordination of care during inpatient hospital stays and follow through post discharge. She will also develop, implement, and execute educational opportunities as a consequence of interacting with other entities involved in the patient's overall daily care. In the fall of 2016, Mito Hope and Health plans to host their fifth annual Mitochondrial Disease Symposium. The date is to be determined. We also continue to work for passage of legislation mandating insurance coverage of the Mito cocktail in New York State. For more information, please visit our website at www.mitohopeandhelp.com. Thank you, Christy. Thank you so much, Cheryl, and uh, how exciting. That program sounds really wonderful for patients. Next, we're going to jump across the country to the Seattle, Washington area and hear from the Mito Research Guild. Steve, are you with us? Uh, yes, I am. And thank you, Christy, Hi. and thank you, Mito Action, for putting this together every year. I appreciate Welcome. that. Uh, my name is Steve Saray. I'm a co-vice president with the Seattle Children's Hospital Mitochondrial Research with my wife, Teresa. Um, uh, over the year, over this past year, the Guild has raised uh, nearly $300,000 through our annual auction, golf tournament, and other uh, smaller events. All of that money goes to research at the Seattle Children's Research Institute um, and also is for grants and equipment at the Seattle Research Institute. It's for uh, a research assistant and a clinical uh, nurse practitioner to support Dr. Sinead at Seattle Children's Hospital. It goes to a salary for a postdoctoral position at Seattle Children's Research Institute. Uh, that position has led to two papers that have been uh, for publication. It also that money also goes to a one-year salary for a fellowship doc who will become a child to adult transitional. Mito Doc at the University of Washington Hospital to ease the transition from uh, children's hospital to a, to adult uh, Mito care. Um, we also provide for family grants. We've committed $110,000 to PLUGS, which is the Pediatric Laboratory Utilization Guidance Services. 
That's a collaboration of 24 other major players to advocate for better insurance policies for mito patients, specifically a, a rational genetic testing coverage. It's kind of like a genetic counseling for insurance companies. Um, at the Seattle Research, uh, Seattle Children's Research Institute, um, in the laboratories of Dr. Uh, Phil Morgan and Marge Sandesky, uh, they continue to study the mitochondrial function in simple genetic organisms. Uh, they are trying to relate mitochondrial function to sensitivity of gas uh, anesthetics. They have discovered a possible pathway that links mitochondrial inhibition by anesthetics to damaging effects of anesthetics exposure in early childhood. Uh, they're working in, on a mouse model of a mitochondrial disease. They're searching for mechanisms that confer certain regions of the brain to abnormal mitochondrial function. Their long-term goals are to use this data that they're collecting on, the, on this research for treatments that can reverse the sequela of poor mitochondrial function. At the Seattle Children's Hospital, Dr. Snado is the, uh, the uh, uh, principal investigator, the PI, on the Alpers uh, Hutchinson Walker Syndrome uh, Natural History Study, which is uh, supported by the NIH. And I, uh, he's also the PI on the NIH Natural History Study of Patients with Mitochondrial Disease. Uh, he was the primary investigator for the Lee Syndrome Study by Edison Pharmaceuticals for the EPI 743. He is currently the uh, PI for the ongoing Edison Compassionate Use uh, of Epi or sorry EPI 743 at uh, or in patients with the ETC abnormalities. He's on the uh, Data Safety Monitoring Board uh, for the mitochondrial study being run by Riata Pharmaceuticals, currently looking at the drug NRF2 in Frederick Ataxia patients. He's also the PI for the collaborative study by NIH and the FDA that are looking at the DCA in patients with PDH deficiencies. Um, our guild is supporting that study uh, with $20,000 that we've donated to that study. Dr. Sinedo is the scientific director of the upcoming UMDF uh, National Symposium that will be here in Seattle. It was mentioned earlier in June. We're, we're very much looking forward to that and supporting uh, uh, that uh, symposium. He is also recently, Dr. Sinedo has also recently published a case studies book titled Mitochondrial Case Studies, Underlying Mechanisms and Diagnosis. He co-authored it with uh, Summit Parikh, uh, Parikh of the Cleveland Clinic, and it's available at uh, Amazon.com for anyone who's interested. Um, I heard uh, someone mention that, uh, I think it was uh, Dr. Corson, about the, the attracting new doctors and students to the field of mitochondrial disease, and that's what this uh, book by Dr. Sinedo, uh is meant to do. 2016 will be the Seattle Children's Hospital Mitochondrial Research Guild's 15th year. Uh, we're looking forward to doing more great things and supporting research. Uh, you can look us up at northwestmitoresearch.org. Thank you.